Cancel culture. 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 Now, this is a new phenomenon we are dealing with online, and a controversial one at that. As defined by the Merriam-Webster Dictionary as the practice or tendency of engaging in mass cancelling as a way of expressing disapproval and exerting social pressure. Now, this may sound all well, however, it's evolved into something more. Recently, internet users worldwide have partook in cancelling those who do not follow the same political beliefs as them, or have simply made a mistake in the past. So, this leaves me with some really interesting questions. Why do we feed into cancel culture, and what does it say about us as humans? I'm Manu Lewis. Let's cancel cancel culture. Today, I want to specifically touch on past mistakes and how they can affect you in the future. We all know we're not perfect. I believe we've all said or done something in the past that we regret today. But what's great about mistakes is that we can learn from them. The people we were in the past are not the people we are today. So why do so many people judge others for the things they've said in the past? This is the problem that I have with cancel culture. It dictates that anything you've ever said or done is an immediate reflection of who you are. That became apparent with the cancelling of Hartley Sawyer, an actor known for his role as Ralph on CW's The Flash. In 2020, Sawyer tweeted in solidarity with the Black Lives Matter protesters. Twitter users were quick to find tasteless tweets Sawyer had posted between eight to six years prior. One of his tweets stating, the only thing stopping me from doing mildly racist tweets is the knowledge that Al Sharpton would never stop complaining about me. Now, of course, this tweet is problematic, but nobody took the time to realise that eight years is enough time for someone to stop, to grow, and to change perspectives. Considering the words he had said eight years prior, he was immediately fired from his role at the CW, and he was dealt to by the internet mob. He went on to post an apology on Instagram, stating, My words, irrelevant of being meant with an intent of humour, were hurtful and unacceptable. I am ashamed I was capable of these horrible attempts to get attention at the time. I regret them deeply. Now, I will remind you this backlash came out after he tweeted in support of Black Lives Matter. His present intention was completely disregarded for something he had said eight years prior. 2012 was a different time. Provocative things were more acceptable back then. He also didn't have a large following, meaning he had no social responsibility. He was just like us. In my opinion, it will never be okay to cancel someone for their past when you can directly see a change in the present. A more recent case of a cancellation is Piers Morgan ex-co-host of Good Morning Britain. He was cancelled following comments he made on the Prince Harry and Meghan Markle interview with Oprah Winfrey. His comments, while unpleasant to some, were not overly controversial. The next Wednesday, he took to Twitter to support his initial claims that he didn't believe a word Meghan had said in her two-hour-long interview about her encounter with the monarchy on Sunday. The two most damaging claims she made in the interview concerns her explanation of the palace's icy hostility 
to her emotional stress and their assertion that an unidentified member of the royal family showed concern for the baby's skin tone. Pierce states his opinion, which we may disagree with, but it is still valid. Instead of doing the appropriate thing and respectfully disagreeing with him, the internet decided to gain an ego boost. They cancelled him. I find this case particularly odd. It's not like Pierce is new to controversial statements. Pierce came under slight backlash when he attempted a Chinese impersonation, making impersonating Mandarin sounds and typical Chinese accents. In my opinion, this would be on the more serious end of the scale of things he had done, but disagreeing with Meghan Markle, that's what set the internet off. This tells me that it is not what you say or do, it's who you say or do it to. Cancel culture can be best compared to the ostracisms of ancient Greece. Both events tell us an interesting story of our instincts as humans. A study from the Hemisphere Publishing Corporation states that we partake in such activities like cancelling and ostracism to prove our own sense of belonging to a group. Cancel culture feeds into our innate sense of following a crowd, feeling like we belong. We feed into cancel culture because it makes us feel as if we belong. Now, my personal belief is that cancel culture has a very concrete foundation. It is based on the idea of justice, but it has been hijacked by trigger-happy online terrorists looking to cause havoc wherever they can. It has become the new frontier of drama, and there is no due process anymore. Now, many will come to the defense of cancel culture. An article from Vice, appropriately named in defense of cancel culture, states that it, cancel culture, helps mobilize people and direct intentions. This holds some truth, but it is not entirely accurate. As I've mentioned countless times, cancel culture has a foundation on strong belief of justice, but it's moved past the point of receiving justice for those who have been wronged and turned into a new age ostracism. We don't cancel people because they did something wrong. We cancel people for fun. We disregard the fact that people can change. See, the cause of cancel culture comes down to slave morality. This is an interesting term that tells us about ourselves as humans. This is a term coined by the 17th century German philosopher Friedrich Nietzsche in his book On the Genealogy of Morality. Slave morality is centered around resentment. It's a morality that asks the question, what can I be angry about? Slave morality is about projecting our insecurities onto other people. It's a meritless morality in the sense that it doesn't require anyone to hold themselves accountable to any degree of their own human existence, and instead projecting that out to other people through this high standard of how human beings should behave. As a result, people who are a part of slave morality are very insecure and unhappy. They're constantly looking for things to be angry about. To quote Friedrich Neitzer, Slave morality is this. They devour one another and cannot even digest themselves. To conclude, what I'm really trying to say is that I'm on board for social accountability. It's important that people own up to their mistakes, but this won't come in the form of cancel culture. Cancel culture is no more than platform bullying. Nobody learns and nobody wins. As I said at the beginning, I believe we've all said and done things that we're not proud of. I used to make jokes about topics that are extremely sensitive today, gender, race, and sexuality. But I was able to correct myself. 
I was able to realize what is and isn't appropriate and fix the mistakes of my past. Our only solution is to hold ourselves accountable. We must reflect on our mistakes, not to punish ourselves, but to learn. There is so much stigma around mistakes we've made in the past, and it's wrong. We cannot move on if we cannot forgive one another, and we'll never be able to reflect and forgive someone else if we can't forgive ourselves. I'll end on a quote that really fits what I'm trying to say. Cancel culture stems from the limiting belief that we have to be perfect to matter. Thank you.